2: This is Gilbert Gottfried, and this is Gilbert Gottfried's amazing colossal podcast and with my co-host Frank Santo Padre. And our guests this week are two of our favorite people and storytellers, returning for more laughs and more punishment. We couldn't be more pleased. Greg Bierico, a Tony-nominated actor and singer who has starred in films and hit TV shows and Broadway and off-Broadway productions. He starred in the Broadway production, The Music Man, Guys and Dolls, as well as Company, Thou Shall Not, Matilda the Musical, and Little Miss Sunshine. You've also seen him on the small screen. In shows like Murphy Brown, Ally McBeal, uh, Mad About You, Boston Legal, Damages, Sex in the City, Unreal, The Good Wife, and Blue Bloods, and on the big screen, and the long kiss goodbye, Scary Movie 4, for your consideration, and the Three Stooges, Fear and Loathing in Las Vegas, and Cinderella Man, he's also arguably the world's biggest fan of the monkeys and the only man in America to own a Richard Kind doll. (laughs) Beverly D'Angelo. Oh, God, I'm exhausted, though. Buckle up.
0: Here we go. I can't. I can't can't go through this. Go ahead. Did that... And thank you for listening. <laughs> Goodbye, everybody. Good night. Good night. Good night. Be- <laughs> Beverly
2: D'Angelo. You're yelling. Get me.
3: closer to the mic. Get your head in it if you can. You're a
2: little,
4: you're a little hot on the mic, Bill.
2: Oh, I'll say it for the fifth time Be- <laughs> Beverly D'Angelo is an Emmy-nominated actress and singer and raconteur known to everyone for all her work in well-respected television programs such as Frazier, Family Guy, *Cougartown*, Mom, Entourage, and TV movies like Lansky and A Streetcar Named Desire, and of course, The Simpsons as country singer Lor- Lorraine Lupin. Lurleen Lumpkin. Lurleen Lumpkin. Uh, You've also seen her in dozens of motion pictures. including, (laughs) Including hair. Coal Miner's Daughter. Every Which Way But Loose. American History X. High Spirit. And uh, as Ellen Griswold in five films in the beloved National Lampoon Vacation Series. She's also a one-time Hanna-Barbera animator and the winner of of the Country Music Association Award for Album of the Year. And the former Miss Ponderosa Steakhouse. Steakhouse, yes! (laughs) Please welcome back to the show the lovely and talented Craig Bierko <laughs> and
0: well, Beverly D'Angelo. You shouldn't have added me into that. Why does he keep
4: adding a syllable to Bierko? It is amazing because it's got Please 75 it. syllables
0: as it is. It's a... It's Bierko. It is. Bierko. It's
3: like you discovered another Bierco. number between 9 and 10. <laughs> Remember that, <everyone?
0: laughs> I, wait a minute. I always Beverly, and a, I, th-
3: Beverly and I came up with uh, this idea. We'll, we'll circle back. We'll circle back. Well, well, I just let's, want
0: to get it out let's there. Let's get the second half. I think half. it was let's my get, idea. I don't yeah, think
3: but, so. But let's get but, the second half of her credits out and then we'll start.
0: Yeah. But, but, when, <laughs> but Craig and I decided that there really, there needed to be a number between uh, six and seven. But it was nine and ten. Oh, nine and Ten. Yeah, and what did what, did we name the number?
3: I think oh, well, that was your idea, but I said, what if we discovered a number between nine and ten, like a mathematical, and we proved it, and you came up with the number Quinn. It was quid, 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 Quint or well, something like that. Yeah,
0: quid. sounds like five. I like Quinn. It,
3: it was it was Q U I D T Q U I D T or something. Okay, like
0: okay. That. one two three four five six seven eight nine quid ten.
2: <laughs>
0: yeah. Right. Uh, wow yeah okay here's go He's like see, we,
2: see that reminds me i don't know what made me think of this uh before ca- actual cable tv and you turn the dial of your tv if you managed to balance it between two stations yes you'd get like some weird thing you'd get yes. somebody's face Or a voice, and you go, what the hell is that? Or a bosom.
3: You could get a bosom.
2: No, I never saw a bosom.
3: You were lucky. I got what was arguably arguably a bosom. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) Who
2: Who was arguing with you?
0: (laughs) (laughs) Did anybody, when they were a child, have a television set that had a remote control, which was actually a squeeze ball tube? and you could change the channels by squeezing the little tube and it would send a puff of air, and it would change the channel.
2: I, I never in my childhood, most of my adulthood, had, I mean, when I, I remember when I first got a remote control, that was like being in the future.
0: Right, exactly.
3: Yeah. <laughs> the ones, they were the size of like a small car, and they had like the big, a big rod, like a, uh, a column of metal, Yep. that you had to really put your elbow into and then click the
2: channel over or it turned well, it off. That's remember? like, remember the early VCRs that had like a giant, you know, like piano keys. Yes.
4: Uh, <laughs> do you remember when you first got pay cable that they sent you that that wired box that had two rows of buttons and a dial on the left? Yes. You had to do a top row of buttons and a bottom row of buttons. Does anybody remember that?
1: Yes. I think I do.
4: Yeah. Cable vision. Early also, cable vision.
2: do you remember, I think it was called aerobicize. Yes. And yeah, and it was just like these girls in leotards. <laughs> and they'd zoom in <laughs> on their asses and their tits as they did aerobicize. And there was nothing. No, uh, Nobody saying. Okay, now getting this. Let's but, get the it quads. Just, it was just, just uh, like an hour of jerk off material.
3: <laughs> but were they pretty? Were they like pretty yeah, women?
2: Yeah, they were in totally, totally hot looking model types in uh, in Leotard's. And they'd be uh, <laughs> they had... zooming in, they'd be doing the squat thrust. Yeah, and exactly. And they'd zoom in on their asses and crotches and yeah. tits. And it was fun. We, I were, well, we
3: do you remember because i don't think they have it anymore but there was manhattan cable you had to go in and take like a night class yeah you, beverly i don't know if you remember this but richard sampson who's a friend of ours who's uh very funny probably the funniest attorney at the new york times what
0: kind of an attorney is he <laughs> huh what what kind of an attorney is Praise he what, what He's,
3: law? uh he trademark attorney Very, very funny guy. One of the funniest people I've ever met. Are you
0: still in touch with him?
3: I don't care. No, Uh, no, no. (laughs) I am. I am. He's a great guy. He's a terrific, terrific guy. Good friend. I've known him since uh, college. Um, But anyway, we came up with an idea. We thought, well, because we had nothing to do. So we thought, let's do a talk show on Manhattan Cable. Uh, 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 One of us will host it. We hadn't decided. One of us will be the Ed McMahon and every week, Beverly would be the guest and tell the same story. <laughs> what was the story. But we'd shoot it every week. And I, that, your response is telling us. Yeah. That, <laughs> it, it, a lot of the stuff is conceptual. You laugh at dinner and then the actual reality of of some, you know, some guy behind the camera going, they're doing the same story. Do you guys remember the Robin
4: Bird show? Yes. 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 That was it. A- that was a, a New York phenomenon. That was gynecological. That
2: yeah. What was yeah. What Robin, was the Bird, Robin And then I remember when Al Goldstein was on, yes. it would be like ninety nine percent commercials for massage parlors and stuff. <laughs> right. And then then he'd come on for like a second and then go back to the ads. No, gentlemen. I, and, and, yes. No, no. Go ahead. Go
3: ahead. I was going to say, and usually Al go. The, and usually he would interview a porn star, right? Yeah. Uh, yeah, more or less. And I found the porn dancer. stars that he chose uh, distasteful. Yeah. yes, uh, <laughs> Yeah. They were not, they weren't the, f- you know, if you're going to go to the trouble. Yeah. Uh, get a, you know, uh, find f- someone who looks remotely like Barbara Eden from a distance. Uh, a f- but it would it be like they they these baited. like <laughs> pockmarked, <laughs> one-legged creatures who looked like they had a wing clipped off.
2: And then it's like he used oh, the God. show for his own personal complaints, like right. you know, I, I was at Sid's diner, and uh, <laughs> and I, I waited for my roast beef, and then they brought me a corned beef, and so fuck you, Sid right, I remember that. Can you imagine him <laughs> at the restaurant going. Y'all are going to kill you on Channel
3: 43!
4: <laughs> I'm Be- not going to hold back at all! Beverly, what's happening with your podcast? The last time we had you here was... Oh, probably- I'm
0: not doing it.
4: No, that's- I heard you had 10 in the can. Uh, yeah, but well, I didn't no, Well, that's a
3: different <laughs> yeah. story. <That> was- <laughs> I told you that story. And that was between us.
2: So, we both uh, jumped on that one. Yeah. <laughs> no. As I did. <laughs> So did everybody else in Hollywood, but I, I want to tell you.
0: You can imagine I was exhausted after that,
4: and I just couldn't go on. This, this, this was going to be our Thanksgiving show. <laughs> <laughs> well, this bitch
2: is something to be thankful
1: for. Uh,
4: yeah, I've like, Bev, yeah. we have to thank you, too, because when Gilbert and I did the sixth anniversary show, you very sweetly sent us a yes. video. Yeah. And, and to and to the shock and surprise of I've both. Got Al into it. You got Al in there. How did you rope Al Pacino for anybody who doesn't know which Al we're referring to? How did
0: you. I was at how his How did you house. con him into. I, I was at his house and I can't remember what we were doing. I think we were we were watching. I think we all wanted to see cats or something.
3: Cats, oh, the my movie God, cats. that I would pay I, money to yeah, see. Yeah, I think
0: that was it. I think <laughs> a shot all... of
3: Al Pacino's face watching Cats.
0: Yeah, I would like to see <laughs> I that have <laughs> I have the shot. You do? Yeah, please oh. send it to I us. I do. Hold on. It's going to take forever to find it, though. That's
4: okay. You can do it after okay. the show. Anyway,
0: so, I so, think that that was it. I, I can't remember, but it was some kind of a... Was, wait a minute. Was it January 25th?
4: No, it was the end of February, the 26th. And oh, okay, know, Mary Lou. They, yeah, Mr. Bierko was DK. supposed to be in that show too, but he took no, you out.
0: we, You know, we, we, we're, we're very good friends. We, we actually don't tell anyone. We, we're very good friends. We spend a lot of time. You and Al. I think that's, that's really nice. nice. Admirable. It is, guys. Nice. It's great. He's the greatest. And he's the person I call for advice. What happened? Well, <laughs> that's, that's very chimney. You well, know, He's what the happened. guy. He's you actually... were
3: there. He actually said that to me once. I used to go out with Janine Garofalo, yes, that Gene Garofalo. And we saw him once, and then and then he and I were performing on the same bill. You and Al Pacino. Uh, Bo- no, 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 no. This was me and Mark. Oh, I didn't even say who the, st- I'm a horrible storyteller. This is Martin Short. Martin Short. Because
0: uh, when you did, what happened? That's, That's right.
3: The- because you had said Jiminy Glick. So was I, very I, Jiminy Glick. Right after The Music Man. I, I did, remember Evening at the Pops? Arthur yeah, Fiedler uh, with yeah. Evening at the Pops? Yeah, that's- that I vid- went up to Boston to do Evening yeah, at the Pops. that video was
4: on YouTube.
3: That, uh, yes, yes, yes. And right after me was uh, Martin Short during his act. And the only other time I had met him at that point was with Janine. And so we were getting going up in the elevator after the shows and I said, good show. He said, good show. I said, I said you know, Janine and I broke up and he went- what happened? Shit. <laughs> I thought that was real. He was just being funny. He's the funniest guy. He's the funniest he's guy in the world. I'm not counting man. everybody here.
2: We will return to Gilbert Gottfried's amazing, colossal podcast. But first, a word from our
4: sponsor. Gilbert, you'll like this. Matthew Allen, one of our listeners, Bev, wants to know, Do you? Re- what do you remember about grabbing Chevy Chase's dick in Christmas Vacation?
0: Actually, that was a group shot. It was at the end of the day, a group shot. That was a group shot. It was at the end of the day. And um, I remember the, the director was very uptight. Come on, people, people, people. Because he had to, it was like wrangling cats, you know, to get everybody in that shot. And um, they they did it once and it didn't, they had to shoot it again. There was some problem. Because it was actually a, a tough shot just on a technical level. And there was movement uh-huh. until we froze. And um, I said to Chevy, "I bet you because also the director could have cared less that I was even in it. And I said to Chevy, um, "I bet Jeremiah isn't even going to catch this." And he goes, "But I guess, this." So action, stop." And I arranged that my hand would be there, and he goes, "Okay, fine, rap, yeah, we're done for the day. Great. Cut, da da da." And um, I don't know whether he found it in the editing room or what, but it was purposeful. And I, I never thought it would be an actually thought they don't have any choice. They, they only have one take and they direct the one. Before.
3: Nice move. You had Ch- Chevy Chase was so great on your show.
4: On our podcast. Yeah.
0: I didn't hear that one. When did you do him? When did you do him? Chevy here? Yeah.
4: Oh, uh, I'll send it to you. Uh, probably second year, 2015.
0: Wow, I love that.
4: I don't, I don't, I can't
3: speak for you, but, but for for a white guy in the suburbs who grew up in, in the 70s and 80s, I honestly don't think any of us would have the same personality if it wasn't for Chevy Chase. I don't think it would be, it would be something slightly different. No, I've, I give, Chevy Chase was, I can, you know. Rosen Rosen, Dr. Rosen Rosen. And Bill Murray, too. And Bill Murray, too. Yeah, there's a whole crew. There's there's there are about three or four guys. that if they didn't exist, I think I would just be an empty Pringles. Maybe
4: Steve Martin could be in
3: that. Steve
0: Martin.
4: Yeah.
3: uh, Andy Kaufman, Gilbert Gottfried. Got to put Gilbert uh, in there. Get Gilbert in
0: there. But yeah, Chevy had that persona, you know, of the kind of, you know, little fancy suburban smart guy, you know.
3: It was all new to me. I hadn't seen any of it. I, had to see I it. didn't think I, I anybody
0: mean, had. I mean, you, you know, there's that theory that artists just that there's a certain amount of territory and people move in and out of that territory, you mm-hmm. know, but I don't know, you know, it's like the next Brando, the next, this, the next that. But so who was Chevy before Chevy was Chevy? Would that have been George Carlin before he became a hippie?
3: Well, they're performers. Different. Different. I have to say, do you guys feel the same way about like, Like Bob Hope. I remember seeing Bob Hope for the first time. I never got him. But, well, Bob Hope in the movies, which was basically Woody Allen. Woody Allen admits it. And also, when I was a kid, it was strange. It was a weird time. But I uh, I remember Bob Hope in 1974 sitting behind a desk and resigning from show business. I couldn't tell Richard Nixon and Bob Hope apart. They look like the same guy.
4: <laughs>
1: <laughs> I was like, I like the,
3: the funny shows with the sketches.
4: I don't like when he just sits and look talks in the camera. Those Gilbert, monologues do, do, are dark. Do we have to send Beverly the Bob Hope uh, Jack Frost video? Gilbert? Oh, that's, un- that's unbelievable. I, I, it is beyond.
3: It's unbelievable.
2: You you think, yeah, it's it's <laughs> like what Craig went through. On those drugs oh doesn't really it, do, it doesn't match up to Bob Hope in this thing I can't wait no. to see it it's
3: basically a jaw connected to nerves yes. on a spine
2: a and it's just the wattage is it, going it it's like I I seriously think this was Dolores' revenge because all <laughs> the times. He fucked around on her. Oh, and and this is like, she's like, he's a corpse. Really? <laughs> yeah, I yeah. can't wait to see it. <laughs> well, he's a corpse, you. and it's not bad enough that he's a corpse that they're filming, but they glue a little beard to him. No, and a pointed hat. No. Oh, it's
0: scary. Oh, oh, oh! oh I've got to see that. Got to see that. Got to see
2: that. Yeah. Yeah, it's beyond scary.
3: By the way, because it's the law, Beverly, you, you've seen uh, older Groucho as performed by. Hey, why did you do that television special uh, with the uh, with the brothers? It seemed like you guys uh, were a little tired, Groucho. Why did you do it?
2: Because Chico needs the money. Ah!
4: <laughs> this is all virgin material. From, yeah. from, from
0: I love uh, it. You were
3: on William Buckley's show. That was interesting, but it didn't seem to be your element. Why did you do that?
2: Because, she <laughs>
3: <laughs> and I heard a rumor were you bathing? Chinese people, for, for it, 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 were you bathing entire Chinese families at some point? Why would you do that?
1: Because
3: <laughs>
1: <baby>
4: <laughs> I've lived a dream now. I've lived a dream.
1: True. Oh, that's <laughs> the Part of Drew
4: Friedman will be Craig <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I, am, I am, what was
3: Sammy Petrillo's partner. I am. Oh, Dookie am Mitchell.
4: The,
1: I'm yes. a Dookie Mitchell.
3: Drew,
4: Drew Friedman. <laughs> Craig, I got a question for you from a listener. Okay. From Dr. Eric Z. M.D. Medical Deviant, which is an <laughs> oh, homage. That,
2: that's from, uh, yes, yeah. that's from Dr. Um, yeah.
4: That's an homage. Yes. He must be yes. a really good doctor yeah. with a name like that. Can Craig talk that- a little bit about his experience filming the immortal classic The Day My Kid Went Punk? <laughs> I'd love to hear what it was like. It also what? starred podcast guest Bernie Coppell.
0: Wait wow. a minute, wait that a minute. That was a... Thrill. You did not make a movie called The Day My Kid Went Punk, did you? Listen,
3: I needed the money.
0: <laughs> because uh, I just, yeah, Chico, it was- Chico, Chico
2: needed the
3: money. money. Yeah. Listen, Chico needed the money. We were all... Listen, <laughs> until the last... We were, No, I... Do uh, you remember the, the after-school specials? Yeah, yeah, sure. Well, you know, they burned through the important subjects like kids on angel dust, um. you know, or... Uh, I think my kid might be a homosexual. You know, they'd have stuff like that. He's prejudiced, my son.
1: You know, they'd have
3: the issue, whatever the issue was. Well, they ran a little dry after about 15 years. And also the people who wrote them, very, very nice, but a little out of touch. So it was it would have been around 1989. And it was the it was about I think my son's into punk music. The day my kid went punk, Jay Underwood. Great, sweet actor, oh, really yeah. good, very all-American looking. Really of course,
0: terrific. Frank knows exactly who that is. I don't. Jagger I
3: went would, in. You know. I went in and I I read. I think I'd been in Hollywood for like eleven seconds. I went and I met, and it was it was like meeting like my parents' friends. They were just nice people. You went to their house. They were nice people, and uh, they said, "Well, yeah, you were great. Would you like to do this?" And I was like, B- Bernie Copel will be my father." <laughs> <laughs> Bernie Coppell had me and Jay Underwood. Just you know, it 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 didn't make any sense. Uh, but I got to spend a couple of days with Bernie Copel, and I was I was remarkably restrained because all I wanted to do was just go schmott,
2: schmott. <laughs> you know,
3: of course. I mean, who fought? And he was really funny on your yeah. show.
4: Yeah, and way. You're, yeah, you're a kid. And who when
3: was and when he TV. when when get when he called Gavin, yeah, Gavin. Was- by the yeah. way, Gav- Gavin was incredibly. That was uh, fun.
4: Yeah. Although
3: all, the one thing I wanted to ask that is, and it just occurred to me recently, was he played a character on a show called Oh Mur- Big?
2: He played Big Chicken. What on Hol- on Hollywood on um, No Hawaii Five O. Hawaii Five O. He was this evil drug right. pusher named Big Chicken.
3: He played mostly heavies until he right. Did. Didn't he play a lot of heavies? Until yeah, until the until, Mary Tyler yeah. Moore Show. Uh, and then I'm and then he play, and so to get him away from the heavies, they hire him as a comedy writer. And his name is Murray Slaughter. Right. <laughs> right. Yeah. <laughs> Slaughter. <laughs> like, what was that? And the only thing I could think of was Murray's laughter. Is it that maybe it's that? Well, that's interesting. Murray is laughter. The comedians kill. But, but if you're good, thing, you good, kill. Yeah. That's but true. still, it's like, hi, this is Avery dismembered dismount. For, you know if, i mean slaughter was such a strange and it never
0: occurred to me there's that guy george schlatter george schlatter george but, schlatter
2: yes we had him on too who are you guys can i ask you a
3: question oh oh that, well that, and, and so basically it was that i just had a i had a great time and i remember the woman who owned the house we were shooting a dinner scene now, of course you start you you hope you're doing the right thing. Here's a guy who's been on a million TV shows. He's I'm quietly trying to not be think of him as a hero, but actually do the scene with him. And the woman who owned the house was sitting in the living room. She came up to me. And she goes, you're very good at acting.
4: Aww. Oh, that's sweet.
3: Yeah, at acting. I thought it was like very that's nice. very sweet. I mean, yeah, it was but, very nice.
2: There was a TV movie I saw, either Lifetime or Hallmark, and I swear to you, it was... About porn addiction. Oh, really? Uh, yeah, yeah, some kid, some like teenager, gets addicted so to it's, porn. It's,
4: so it's like an after-school special. Yes, in the, yes. Thematically.
0: I have a question for the group. then. Sid Croft is calling me. Do you want him on? Hold on a second.
3: Hold on a second. We had him. Yes. We love him. Thanks for stabbing my story
0: in the tit. Oh, wait, hold on, hold on. Sorry, go ahead. Sid... I,
3: I do know how many times I called you and your fucking phone is full. I, I, I don't
0: ever pick up messages. You have to text me.
3: <laughs> yeah, I know, Sid no, Croft. Even da- I never saw your car when
0: I walked. I went to Malibu. Well, I, I worked out with him at Eastman that, Gym. Yeah. <laughs> and I called you and called you. But it's okay. I'm a week
3: late to wish you a happy
0: birthday. Oh, yeah, right. That's okay. Listen, guess what you've just been on. The Amazing Colossal, Gilbert Gottfried's Amazing Colossal Podcast with Frank Santopadre, And it's the best podcast there is. And I'm doing a Zoom right now. And he yeah, won't wait, remember my hi. name,
3: but I used to. I say What? Hello? Sid, I'm some guy. And I used to work. I'm some guy. And I used to work out with you at Eastman's Gym all the time. You were very nice. And you would talk to us all the time. Oh, he hung up. Give Sid our love. <laughs> that's Hollywood. Okay, yeah, that's, that's Hollywood, my friend. Yeah, that's yeah. fucking Hollywood. Fuck him. No. <laughs> Who the fuck does he think he is? I'm giving it up and he fucking treats. What a cock. What a cock. It's
0: terrible. I interrupted you and then he hung up. Well,
4: he should get a disease.
0: That's my he's dear. A- that's Sid. He's He's my neighbor.
4: He's, he did this show too, Beverly. Oh, I love
0: it with Marnie. Oh, yeah, they—they oh. they were like the sunshine boys. Oh, the real yeah, sunshine right. boys, exactly. But they have such a thing between. Oh, <laughs> Sid. Is he calling? Turn that off. You so hung, hung up. Wait, funny. we were just—you did this show, Sid. Yeah.
4: No.
1: Hi, Sid. You,
0: you did it. They're, hi. They're, Gilbert. <laughs> Gilbert and Frank are saying hi to you. Oh, right now. Yes. Yeah. No I said we love you. Yes, way. Well, how did that? They're saying hi to me, but how do we do that? I've got, I'm holding the phone up, and you're on speakerphone on my landline, and I'm on a Zoom call, and also Craig Bierko, who's a genius actor, said that he worked with you.
3: No, I didn't oh, work course. with you. Yeah. <laughs> no, 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 wow, I friend. didn't work with you, so don't say no, of course. that was but-
1: fabulous, what we did.
3: No no, no 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 no. <laughs> no 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 he knows I work, do you remember you used to work out every day at eastman's gym
0: kidding about what no oh, no oh oh, no 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 you mean the the podcast was fabulous yeah what i was just saying yeah. is that craig pierco hold for it craig craig used to work out at easton's gym when he was in los angeles wow what is Exactly. <laughs> oh and, my God. Okay. And, and and of like, all the
3: experiences you've right had, was that mind-blowing?
0: <laughs> okay, I don't know what you just said. I, I love you so much. Can I, can I, wait, hold on. And, and when
2: you were on the podcast, when you were on the podcast, uh, you and your brother built the largest escalator. Do you remember that? He C- 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 can't hear yeah. you,
4: Gil.
0: Do you do you remember building an escalator with Marty? You did the show with Marty. Of course,
2: we it, it was an over an hour. Uh, that's yeah, right. I know. Yeah.
0: That's right. Okay. Well I, love oh. I love you. I so love you so much. Thank you. Goodbye. I'll call Goodbye. you in a little bit. Goodbye. Bye.
2: I I want
3: someone's going to take this idea away, but I I I, I would love to know what uh, HR Puff and Stuff is doing now. In yeah. COVID, like exactly. in this, you know, where What's he is doing he doing under lockdown? He's probably a trumper.
0: <laughs> I've got news that just came in and it's not from Steve Forrest, but it's somebody. It just. Okay, shoot. Are you ready? Yeah. Donald Jr. has COVID.
4: Fantastic. Yeah.
0: Nice, <laughs> nice sentiment.
4: Beverly, I got a, a question for you. We meant to ask you this last time. Uh, tell us a little bit about working with the orangutan in the Clint Eastwood movie in Every Which Way But Loose. Oh, well because we we love to we love to ask people about working with simians.
0: Well, I'll
2: tell you. Well, are you familiar, Beverly, with that according to legend, <laughs> uh, old Hollywood rich women used to train chimpanzees uh, to go down on them. Really? Yeah. Yes, they used to pro uh, these were cunnilingus chimps.
3: Wow. I think somebody's getting a birthday present. Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> thank you. Yeah, Mr. Knuckles is on the way. <laughs> Mr. Knuckles.
0: Uh, yes, I heard he was trained by uh, Stockard Channing, and I really can't wait. Okay, this is the true story. So we shot Every Which Way But Loose on location, and the way that Clint—this was, you know, it was 1976— and Clint wasn't the Clint East that he came to be. I even thought, sure. like, what am I doing a movie with the Rawhide guy with? Because i just done hair, blah, blah, blah. But Milo Schwarman said, do it, do it, do it. So it's, but he worked in a really cool way. And that I, I never met him until I was on set in the shot. Just like he saw something, this little Paramount movie I made. Um, he shot two angles, up, down, kind of basically. And then we'd go out to lunch or dinner. After it was wrapped, every day was done by five or six, and everybody that he worked with was his friends. So we'd go out to dinner. Anyway, and we rarely had night shoots, but we had a night shoot one night, and it was a big scene where Clint wins a fight, and the orangutan goes scrambling to the top of this big pile of bricks and makes the victory sign. So the Barracini brothers, who t- were training the. Um, oh, yes. I uh, think. Uh, what was the what was the, orangutan's name in the movie?
4: I think Clyde.
0: Clyde, Clyde, Clyde. Clyde's real name was Manos. They were Czechoslovakian. And uh, so we come time for the big money shot. And remember, Clint's like, set it up, shoot it, and let's go uh, out to dinner. So anyway, three times this orangutan gets the cue. He goes up to the top, but he just kind of stands there. Or he kind of messes around. He won't get it right. And time is burning so the um, the trainer said just a minute he takes him away and he's gone it's like Jesus what's he what's happening comes back 20 minutes later Manos has like straw and he's kind of going like that and it's like where did they go and it's time there's a shot he gives the winning punch and then Clyde scrambles up to the top of the—we're ready for that shot where he's going to scramble up. But what he did was, when he's given the cue, vi-vi, he goes like this. I don't know if you can see it.
4: Covering. You can't his see co- it on the radio. Covering his crotch? Were you covering no. your
0: crotch? Yes. Yeah. Because he'd basically taken him back somewhere and just kicked him right in the balls, like forever, to get him to do that stunt. Oh, God. Oh,
4: that's a story we can't use. And we
0: got for Thanksgiving. But you asked me. <laughs> <laughs> you,
1: I, oh, my God. I'm sorry.
0: In his
4: orang-a-cock.
0: It, der- says, no, I, it says, I, I, Do I strike you as a filthy-minded person? I'm not. I'm really not. I'm, no, erotica.
3: It's more erotica.
0: But but here's the th- Anal erotica. But the that was just the one I have. There are 14 of those. Then there's, oh, there's a diary. Uh, you don't want, forget that. I don't even know where I'm going to, that'll probably end up in the podcast file. I have all these things that I never do. Okay. But anyway, I wish I could think of a sweet, gentle story about the orangutan. Sounds like,
4: I, if I from would that have known you were going to ask me, I
0: have a photograph of me and the orangutan and, and Clint and Jeffrey. That's sweet. Yeah, but I don't it's way downstairs, way over there. Gilbert I know Richard Kind. Yeah. (laughs) Oh, I'll show
4: you the doll. I'll get the doll. Get the Richard Kind doll. People can't see this, unfortunately, since it's not video. I don't know where it is. Oh. Our fans would love to hear a little Richard, I'm sure. Everybody loves to hear a little Richard. I you know who was a
3: wonderful musician was Little Richard. (laughs) And he was very upset because he was at the next table. At when somebody said Richard, do a little bit of Richard, and I tried to imitate myself, he got very upset and sued. I don't know. That's a horrible. I was stuck in a horrible routine. I had known him for. I think I may have told you this story, but uh, it's not like you can only tell a story once on this show. Certainly not. But, uh, <laughs> but, but I had known him for for about fifteen years, and we were sitting. We used to go to lunch all the time, and he said hey, Craig. And I said, wait a minute. Did you just call me Craig? Yes. What are you doing? It's Greg.
0: Oh, no,
3: (laughs) no. And I had I said, Richard, you want to see my driver's license? Oh, my God. Oh, my God. I had him going. Could you imagine there was they were going to make a film uh, about People with because everybody's got a Richard Kind story to know him for five minutes is to have a Richard Kind story. Do you know about this?
4: No, there was a documentary in the works about. uh... It was
3: going to be like it was going to be like uh, um, the Aristocrats. It was that (laughs) uh, that had just come out.
2: I I remember uh, what's happened more than once, like where I'm known for going into, like, voiceover sessions and other things <laughs> and throwing, like, all the candy bars and bags of peanuts and soda cans in my bag. Oh. And and uh, I someone sort of saw me do that, and I said, oh, yeah, I steal stuff from... And he goes, <laughs> no, no, you're not the worst. Oh, and, no. and I said, who's the worst? And he goes, Richard Kahn." <laughs> He goes. He says, "You're strictly in the amateur leagues when I, it comes to Richard Kind."
3: I got every last Twizzler. <laughs> we we they love hate them. We love Richard. Yeah, I he's love been Richard. Good to this show. I love Richard. Richard, he's a funny, funny man. Oh my God! Now, Gilbert, since like, Beverly
4: yes. uh, is interested in erotica and writes erotica and is is something of an expert on the subject of sex. I think we should run the Caesar Romero story by her and, <laughs> and, and, and get her impression.
2: Great. Okay. You do an impression of Caesar Romero. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I mean, the, the orange. The orange is leaving. Okay. friend. I'd like
4: to know what she thinks of this. Okay,
2: okay. Caesar Romero. Well, like you know, in his day, he was like the Latin lover. Okay. And all the women were, but he was gay, in really, he was. Yeah. <laughs> Cesar Romero what? was gay.
4: Did, yes, he was. No. Did you ever watch Supposedly. the
2: Joker when he's like, "Oh, but <laughs> okay. okay, okay." With the so, mustache, right? So, the so,
4: mustache,
2: before, right? So, okay. So Cesar Romero, what he was into was gathering up these young boy toys, and he he'd take <laughs> off his pants and underwear and bend over. And they would fling orange wedges at his ass. No
0: way. <laughs> That's fantastic. That's fantastic. And then and then what? Oh,
2: that was it. That's oh, and, and there are some people, there are some people who claim that he and this I don't understand. But was it all.
0: always oranges?
4: Oranges, yeah. Orange wedges. It
2: had to be with the skin on it. Some people argue that it was tantrums. That's the only argument. Wow! And, and and somebody said, and I don't understand this at all, that he would stand ankle deep in warm water. <laughs> okay. Oh, and one sad thing that happened recently on a former podcast guest, uh, the co-star of Lon Chaney Jr. and Bela Lugosi in Ghost of Frankenstein, the little girl, Janet Ann Gallo.
0: Oh, uh, she, the one she, who gave Frankenstein
2: the flower?
0: or he No, buys, no, buys no that, was,
2: that was Boris Karloff oh. in the original. This was in Ghost of Frankenstein, Oh. where the little boys are bullying her uh-huh. and they they take a ball away from her and throw it and it gets stuck to the roof. And Frankenstein scares the little boys off and he climbs up with her in his arms Aww. and they get. Yeah. So she passed away recently.
4: Yeah. We had her on the podcast and she passed.
2: Away.
4: Oh, I'm sorry yeah. to hear that. And she was
2: a terrific yeah, Janet
3: guest. You, lo- It's very moving how you have such regard for that, that whole genre. We do. I mean, is it, is it, uh, w- because I remember, I, th- I, I think it's had many titles. I was trying to put it together because it was, I went to see it for my brother's birthday, like way, way back. And I want to say it was like Frankenstein versus the Martians or something. But it was like, it was, it was Asian. And he was walking through the city and he was giant. It was crazy. I don't know that one.
2: There was a movie, Franken, I think it was, was it Frankenstein versus
4: the Martians?
2: Yeah. That that had our friend uh, James Caron
4: in. Oh, uh, you mean Frankenstein? Frankenstein meets the space monster.
2: Uh, yes, yes. That's the one. He played some professor. It was the, when he
3: turned into Frankenstein. He was Asian <laughs> and he was giant. Yes. that sounds right. I like. I've it. got to find that. I've been looking all got over fi- for that. I'll one.
0: find it for you. <laughs> Frank will find it.
3: I know they. I know the play
4: did very well. <laughs>
0: yeah.
2: uh and the novel
4: circle in the square that's where i saw it Be- beverly should we tell the story of of why you uh, wound up sending me a lovely plaque in the mail do you, i don't see the plaque in
0: your bedroom oh i'll it's in the hallway i i gave frank an award after did. we did the podcast and um Frank, why don't you tell the story? Cause well, you were trying to remember. I heard you on with Ileana Douglas. Oh, there was there there was one of those genre of movies where they have these people from space and monsters and everybody's getting chased. And I remembered, I was obsessed with this I used to watch Chiller. I was obsessed with this movie when I was a kid. I even made posters for it. And it was all I could remember is that there was this guy who wore a colander on his head with vegetables hanging all off of him and he was chasing an astronaut and he kept going into the same cave but you're supposed to believe it's not really the same cave. anyway frank said he'd seen it and he started sending me the info so frank take it from here
4: well you had said you spent your whole life trying I did. to figure out the name I of did. the movie i did yeah yeah
0: it's called they came- gilbert knows
4: it it's called they came from beyond space Yes. Gilbert, 1967. And it was so low budget that they put colanders on their heads.
0: Yeah. <laughs> <in> <laughs> and, case of... and it was so large, large low budget yeah. that in the big chase scene, you'd see the characters go this way across the, the, the open cave, and then it would cut to, like, a tree, and then you'd see uh, them go that way,
1: <laughs> so you
0: thought that they were running through something instead of going back and forth. Did you, you, you follow me?
4: Yeah. Yeah, but we finally solved it, and so and so I went to the mail one day, and there was a plaque from Be- uh, Beverly, which uh, it's an is
0: it, it was an award. It was yes, an award.
4: It's an award plaque. One of, one of my prize possessions. And
0: what? But what, what? What did you win the award for? I I remember you were there was a designation. It was Incredi-
4: like incredible movie knowledge or, or the outstanding
0: I have to, movie knowledge, the best movie knowledge in the world. I have to or- go
4: pull it off the wall. I have one. I. I- I'm going to ask you about it afterwards because
3: I have so little information that it's of no interest whatsoever, but I've been looking for years for this. Seriously? I'll I'll never find it. It, I remember going, I have perfect movie. I remember where I saw movies and with whom. Wow. That's my gift.
4: That's impressive. So
3: I went to the Rye Ridge Cinema with my brother to see a movie about, it was two kids who could time travel, but it was kind of, I remember one of the kids was blonde. This would have been like 1970. And that's all I remember is they went back in time. I don't remember what happened. And I I look and I've tried every variation. of Our listeners will come up with it. I know it was real. But that's not even interesting. I want to do more shows with you, it ha- Beverly. <laughs> Let's do
2: more shows. We will return to Gilbert Gottfried's Amazing Colossal Podcast after this.
4: Who's Gregory that? Ward uh, Gregory Ward one of our listeners says I I don't have any questions but I want to say that Mr. Bierko is easily in the top 3 greatest podcast guests of all time. Oh. And I love his dog nice. Boo. Boo. Oh.
3: Where's Boo? Oh, Boo's sitting right
0: here. Mm. Well, Boo says hello. We look. love Boo.
4: As it is that I'll post a picture of Boo on your Facebook page. As, How's that'll that? That'll clean this act up considerably. Yeah. As uh, as it is Thanksgiving and I asked you this on the phone Bev and I'll ask Craig the same question oh. one, one person and it doesn't even have to be somebody you necessarily worked with One person one artist one filmmaker one actor In the showbiz world Yeah in the showbiz world who you are thankful for
0: Milos Forman Milos Yeah Because uh, Because of everything
4: Because of everything Yeah You are a raconteur Who is I'm you,
3: not at all. That's all you're coming up with? Come up with more than just because of everything.
0: Oh, that You have to
3: part. say more than just everything. I'm a
0: terrible yeah. guest today. I'm sorry. <laughs> <But> I <laughs> really not. feel terrible. I'm
3: just giving you shit. I feel terrible. I'm
0: giving you okay, shit. Okay, because um, I had come to New York from Canada with a, a, a ill-fated musical version of Hamlet. I played Ophelia. I, it closed right away. It's on the bomb wall, Craig, in and, and Joe Allen's Or. Anyway, all singing, all dancing, Gower Champion flop. So um I'm broke. I'm in I'm in New York and the word out for all the little Broadway babies was that Milosh Foreman that was gonna make a film of hair, and they were looking for people who were too young to have been in it the first time around, and preferably who'd never seen it. So I went down to a cattle call, I sang Desperado, written by Don Hanley, which really stood out because it was Broadway and everybody who auditions for, you know, on Broadway, all these Broadway babies go, you know, gotta dance. So anyway, I got called back to meet with Twyla Tharp and Twyla said, "Um, walk across the room and then walk back. So I walked across the room. She goes, hold on, hold on. When you walk back, walk, walk exactly the same way that you did when you walked across the room in the first place. So I did, and I remembered I'd rubbed my hand to my hair. And I said, is, is, is that my dance audition? And she said, uh, I believe that dance is anything that can be repeated. Any movement that can be repeated is dance. Then I went in and I sang for Milosh, and um, I finished my song. It was the big song from Rockabye Hamlet. Because as Ophelia, I strangled myself with a microphone cord and died on stage. It's very dramatic. I sang the song. And he took his glasses off and he said, you know, come here. And I went to the little desk and he said, That you. And I said, no. And we went out for dinner and I fell in love that night. I really did. And which was very problematic because instead of just being able to audition for the film, I, I had to audition 14 times because everybody knew that he just loved me to bits. And it was so bad that I... I uh, went out to dinner with a friend one night and he said, I'm going to France tomorrow. And I went to France because the thing that he had said to me was, I said, I can't keep, I mean, I've auditioned for everybody I've ever met now. And he said, no, you have to prove it. You have to prove it. And I said, I, I, who do "I. who am I proving myself to? And he said, you have to decide if you want to be a good girlfriend or a good actress. And so I just took off instead that's a whole other story. There are drug dealers involved, but it only took a week. I'm in London. It's seven seven seventy seven, and um, we were celebrating. And I called him up and said, "It's seven seventy seven 77. You know, just saying. He goes, "Vangelis, where are you?" I said, "I'm in London." And he said, "What are you doing there?" I've arranged for a screen test now. You know, you're going to get a screen test, a proper screen. So I go, "Okay," because you've got to come back. And I said, "For what? Why? As what? As a girlfriend or?" An actress, and he said, "Just come back. We'll decide later." So, I so I came back. I did the um, screen test, and I got the role. And very quickly, this kind of love affair that we had just kind of decimated. You know what I mean? It was like, "Oh, uh, now we've got to make this movie." But I had, I was in love with him, and I and I thought, you know, this man is so possessed with this film that the only way that I can even be with him or even show my love is to give him what he needs. Cause what he needs is an actress he needs an actress to start in that movie. And we remained friends till the very, very end. And, uh, I really loved him, but he took my hand and walked me into filmmaking. Wow. I'd done a couple, I'd done one movie before then I'd done the Sentinel and, uh, then a little movie called first love, but I, I thought I wanted to be a singer. I didn't, I didn't get the movie thing. I I didn't. I was. At, I lived on communes. I didn't even watch television when I was growing so up. So you
4: feel you feel you owe your acting career to him,
0: hundred percent. Wow, well that's beautiful. And therefore, and therefore, I wouldn't burden him with like a kind of not such a hotshot career. But I also met my first husband through him, the Italian, and he um, he gave me a life. Before I met Ronnie, I was singing in a bar with Ronnie. Before I met Milos, I was singing in a bar with Ronnie Hawkins. Then I was in a bomb on Broadway. I could have gone way, way, way down another road, but he brought me into this world of imagination and a life. Because it's my. It's not like I had a. I've had a career. I've had a life, and the movies have come in and out for all kinds of different reasons. I've never gone. I've got to do this film so that. Therefore, I can win an Oscar. I've never even thought like that. But Miloš introduced me to. is the first director I met. He was a, you know, in in that way. Art, 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 art. Good answer. Art cherry busted the yeah, art thank- cherry.
4: You're you're thankful for Miloš. Craig, same question.
0: See what you did, Craig. See, I talk okay. so much that...
4: Great filmmaker, by no, the way. You know, a great, great
0: filmmaker, by yeah. the way. I'm
3: glad oh, he meant filmmaker. so much And I didn't know how funny he was, too. He was a very funny guy. Was Yeah, it? the
0: funny guys um, on Saturday Night Live were based on him and his friend Mirek. Remember oh, the wild and... We were oh, just, the wild, yeah. wild and
4: crazy guys. I yeah. that. That's good trivia.
0: Yeah, that was...
3: I'll do a fun. I'll do a funny one, and then I'll jeté back, and then I'll do a serious one. But the funny one is, that this was actually said. My favorite... Person who I'm most grateful for is the audience. Because, you know, in the words of Engelbert Humperdinck, and this is true, a friend of mine went to see Engelbert Humperdinck and concert, and he said, you know, applause is the food of the artisan, and I want to thank all of you for never letting me starve. Wow. What a
0: weird way to say that. What a thank wonderful you.
3: Thanksgiving. Oh, That's my Thanksgiving.
2: And and it's important to remember. I've been told by a few people, Ingelbert <laughs> Humperdinck is a Jew-hater. Don't
0: <laughs> <laughs> Yeah,
2: major okay. Jew-hater. Really? Yes.
3: Oh, well, my God. You just made it even more of a Thanksgiving
0: story. <laughs> <laughs> and on that um, note.
3: And then the real one, the real one, they're the obvious ones I could say. The
0: real one is Hitler. <laughs> <laughs> okay,
3: no, 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 no. Although, <laughs> Carrie gave me a Hitler doll right, for my that's birthday. True. Hitler and Goering. Okay, she also used to hide. I'd come. The I'd notes. stayed in her yeah. guest house. She would hide. No, she'd hide pornography of big, fat, black women. She'd short sheet my bed and hide it in the bed, <laughs> and I'd in the bed. That's, That's hilarious. hilarious. So uh, Carrie, I was grateful uh, for because she actually uh, she was somebody who she wrote. She read something that I wrote. And she said you're a writer, Aww. so she gave me that gift. uh, Beverly, I feel the same way about. You know the three o'clock calls, the three a.m. calls. Don't tell. And then, if I may, gentlemen. If I, yes. may. I had a really, when you guys first started the show, I happened to have had, I was coming out of a really bad year, not even worth going into, but a bad year, and I had to go, uh, it ended up, I put on a lot of weight, and I had to go down to Florida, I had to take some weight off, because I was doing a show, and I wanted to come back and look, and and while I was down there, and I was, I was truly miserable, you guys had done, I think, like, only three episodes, I think you had Tom Leopold. Right. Well, and then he maybe was the, it to, he
4: was in the first, maybe 15.
3: We had done, oh, then it was more. Yeah. But I listened. I was I I was like, you know, how like, if you're down and there's like no pleasure in anything, it took me a couple of weeks. I had to eat well and lose a little weight. And then it started slowly coming back. But during that two week period, I listened to the show constantly i had it oh. on like you would listen to music very sweet and it got me through you, and then to actually be a part of the the family which is the way it, it feels I, I love that uh, i really appreciate don't take for granted the fact that you uh, would think to have me back of course and i love the show we're
0: thanking gilbert and frank for thanksgiving well, I did. Well, yeah. I, I want to read Gil- you on mine.
4: Gil- Gilbert has no soul. But <laughs> Can I, I do <laughs> No, no, no. And then,
3: you know, no, 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 that's not true. That's not true. I remember I, I used to live closer than I do now to Gilbert. And I remember I would see him on the street and he was always great. Do you remember? I don't know if you remember, Gilbert. We took a couple of walks around the, the block and it was really nice memories for that's me. That's nice. Because it was just Thank two you. two guys, guys two guys having a, a nice conversation, and, and I cherish the memory. We appreciate it, and I love getting to know you guys. You have known a little bit longer. Okay,
0: <laughs> but I just want <laughs> I just want Craig to tell one story. That's hilarious. please tell the story about the unreal when you were doing the real show or the unreal show or whatever it was. What was it? And you it? were watching the monitor, and you said, mm, "Oh yeah, I yeah, gotta yeah. lose some money. And then and and they said, "No, nah, lose more." And you went to a place. And it, and it, but the name of the place was changed. No,
3: no, no. It was Sherry Appleby, who I've known for Sherry. App- well, I was, I, I was watching myself on the monitor and I thought, oh, put on a little weight. But you know, it's, it's dysmorphia. You can't really right. tell, but it went the opposite way. So I'm sitting next to, to Sherry Appleby, who I've known a long time. She was the star of this show along with Constance Zimmer. She's, I, I love her. And she's incredibly frank. Don't ever ask her a question if you don't want to know exactly what she thinks. So I'm looking at the monitor and I went, I put on a little weight. I need to take a little weight off. And she went, yes. I said, what would you say? Like, what would you say? She said, I want 15 pounds. She went 50. (laughs) (laughs) So I went down to a place. I found a place and it was called Fitness Ridge. And I figured, great, with the fatigues, push-ups, I'll send pictures to friends. I get down there. Yeah, I get down there and they changed it from Fitness Ridge. It had been bought and it was now owned by the biggest loser. <laughs> and, I, <laughs> and I got there and the people who were there, I, I, you know, I was 50 pounds heavier than I, that, I mean, I needed to lose weight, but you look great by the way. Thank you. There were people there who, uh, they, there was no, sh- they were balls. They were what? They were just ball. They were balls. Oh. They were, were complete ball. balls, Sp- little Styrical. hands. Yeah. yeah. And, and I watched a couple of them really, really take it all off. It was amazing. And it, it, that was an amazing experience. But while I was there, unhappy times, getting back to it, I don't know how I would have gotten through the first couple of weeks. I listened to the Tom Leopold one like 11 That's times. Funny. It was like it became, you know, like some man. comedy becomes like jazz. You know it already, but it's like musical. It doesn't matter.
4: Well, here we are 330 episodes later, Craig. Is this three three zero? Somewhere in there.
0: Can we do it okay, over sorry. again? I feel terrible and filthy.
3: <laughs> <laughs> I have another. I have another question, and I want to enjoy how filthy she feels. So let's keep that suspended in the air for just a moment before we clear up. I want to ask Gilbert a question because I still can't believe I haven't seen you
0: live. I have. He's great. You've seen me live. I saw the uh, uh, roast of Chevy. Oh, okay. Oh,
3: that's right. Well, no, but I mean, live in an audience, like a whole show, which everybody said, like, no, that's what you've got to see. So I could and I was doing a play and the play closed two nights later. The covid thing, everything was all show business shut down. And and so that a that's upsetting because I want to see it. I want I want to and and all, all my actor friends to get back on stage, myself included. But to, what is this like for you?
2: Because you're a you're a preacher of the stage, aren't you? Aren't you? It's it's weird. Uh, well, it's weird for everybody. But uh, now it's it seems like it's been going on so long. I, I'll have thoughts. I'll go. How yeah. was I getting on planes all that time? <laughs> and and do I yeah. remember my act? I'm like thinking. I'll think of a line. I go, how do I, how did I lean into that line? And, uh, and how did I, you know, go, air, all of it seems so crazy. Yeah. Getting to the airport, switching planes. Yeah, yeah.
3: And doesn't it seem weird that like what you do, because I was watching the Chappelle thing and I thought to look out into an audience and not be able to see the part oh, of the face yeah. that registers, but would you do something like that? Would you, he did an outdoor performance. Would you consider that?
2: Yeah, I don't know, but I just just recently, I was going to be working a theater, and I think they said like the audience wouldn't be wear didn't have to wear masks, which is and so I I postponed that theater one. Where would how would they do it? Every I other seat or something. No, I don't know. It's yeah, plexiglass boxes. And that's see, that's another thing. It used to be like, you know, that right. energy of a yeah. group of people squeezed together. Yeah. And now it's going to be yeah. like uh, one person over here and 10 feet away is uh, another person. I, you know what? If it's only going to be one person, go to India. <laughs> <laughs> Full circle. I'm considered, I'm He's considered famous the in next India. Charlie Chaplin in Also. India. <laughs> oh, yeah,
4: there He's is. He's huge. Here's the plaque, Ben. Yeah. The deep... Uh, yeah, the deep dive, deep, award. Dive, the deep dive Award, yes. and it carries yes, the, man, the, the man with the colander on his head.
0: I want to thank you for something, too. I love Craig Bierko. I never I, I, I never imagined that I'd get to spend this much time we do love him. By, with you, not actually being in your apartment. Because every time we text or we talk on the phone, it's never enough, and I love you very much. Gilbert, you're my hero.
4: How sweet. I like how, I like, how do you feel about Craig I, well, I,
0: You know, it's even better. I'm glad that Gilbert
4: <laughs> came up with that name. Thank,
0: And Gilbert, I love your show. Thank you so much for being back. Please cut everything You're out. The best, Please, are best, I really do. No, it's bad. <laughs> no, it's
3: great. Don't do that to yourself. Don't okay. do
4: that to yourself. <laughs> Bye. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think I do. We love you. We love okay. you. Gilbert's going to sign off. Stick around for a second.
2: Okay. Uh, we We've been having fun with key b
3: l It's pronounced Ryan Reynolds.
1: <laughs> <laughs>
2: Hello, Ryan. No, all these years, I've been, you know, because I remember taking walks with you. And all these years, <laughs> I I still don't know your name.
4: <laughs> <laughs> he would, He's the big troubled kid. He adds yeah. a syllable. Gilbert. It's He's the
3: one that Tara says, look, there's a big kid. Yeah, <laughs> We got to keep him off the ledge. Let's do a
4: mitzvah. Let's do a mitzvah. <laughs> it doesn't matter. That's how much and I thank you, work. Thank you for the night out, Beverly and Craig. At <gasps> yeah, birthday.
0: and we that missed you, Gilbert. That ride. was. We just went right oh, across right. the street.
4: Yeah, we would have. That's right. That's that's Sally Murphy was there. Sally our Steph love Wolf theater. Give Sally yeah. our love. Okay, Gil, let's get out of here and happy Thanksgiving to everybody. Thank you all for the thank questions. You. Thank you, Beverly and Craig. We love you both.
3: Thanks. I'll never be with a woman again. See you later. <laughs> I love
1: you all.